0: Welcome to connecting the dots, a place where we talk about seemingly random topics, but in all actuality, they are connected together. Today's topic is about personal development. Ooh, is it personal developments or relationship dynamics? I think I'm already making a mistake. <laughs> personal discovery, personal discovery and relationship dynamics. I'm your host Jessica Caris and we have our co-host Nastasia Brown and our special guest Janine Robinson, CEO Hi. of JNR uh JNR Strategies. Hi. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. All right. So, tell us about yourself, Janine. <laughs> well, um
1: so I um, I'm based I grew up in Virginia, Northern Virginia. Um, I now am based out of New Jersey. I started my career out as a certified public accountant. I worked for one of the big four accounting firms. Um, And I took a couple of pivots after that um, and wound up in a project management career for over the last 15 years. Um, I started off in consulting, um, working for other consulting firms. And then my last corporate job was at a big financial services company in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I think, like every a lot of other people maybe um, when the pandemic hit, there was an opportunity to sort of just realign myself um, with what with what I really wanted my life to be um, and that included work wise and so there was an opportunity for me to take a break from corporate um, I'd spent all of my career in corporate um, up to that point, and all, I had a lot of success um as an accountant, as a project manager, but was exhausted. Um, and I think, you know, Jessica, I'm sure you can attest to this too, like being a project manager affords you this visibility into a company's culture. You're kind of on the receiving ends of not just directions and company objectives and goals and stuff, but like the people, people, the, the complaints and gripes of, burnt out frustration. This person don't know what she's doing. He don't know what he's doing type thing. And I think because I have a, I I played sports growing up. Um, I have, my dad is a a very accomplished basketball coach. I grew up watching mentorship and coaching and how important it is to lead people and the development of others. And I don't think they're I don't think there is a separation between personal life and work life. Um, I believe in being kind and treating people with compassion. And that is a hard thing. That was a hard thing for me to come across in my corporate experience. Just that wasn't a, That wasn't wasn't a natural experience that I had, Um, and certainly not from the people that were charged with being people leaders and developing others. And so by the time I left corporate, I was tired of that, to be quite frank. I I was exhausted with it. Um, I, I was successful at getting projects done. But one of the things that I believe is one of my superpowers is being able to being able to come into situations that feel dysfunctional that feel toxic that feel all over the place and and create some stability where people feel a little bit more confident in what they're doing from day to day they have clear direction and can kind of see clearly their own um their like uh, can realign themselves a little bit more clearly with their day to day um and I think taking a step back, taking a step away from corporate, um, I was able to have space, one, to rest. Um, and you don't, you kind of don't realize the environments that you've been in until you're out of it. And I don't think, I don't, I didn't, because I spent my whole career in the corporate space. And look, I, I started out in public accounting. That's 80 plus hour weeks off the jump. I'm early 20s, living in Atlanta. Who's trying to Who's trying to work eighty plus hours? But that was all. That was the culture, and that wasn't a unique experience to anybody. And so that's what I knew, you know. And I'm I'm grateful for my experience and the disciplines that I learned and the skill sets that were nurtured along the way. But personally, it took a toll. And I'm I'm a black woman, so operating in spaces where I'm not the majority anywhere, um, that came with its own challenges. I mean, that I feel like that's that's not even honoring the cha- the the things that have like I've experienced. But I got tired of all of it, uh, to be honest with you. I got tired of all. Of it. I got tired of kicking and screaming for things that I had already earned years before. The, you know, having all these successes, burning myself out, all just for a little pat on the back, and all to be given more work to do, was over it. Um, and so in the I took about six months after I left corporate to rest and to really just sit with myself, reground myself in who I am, what I desire my life to be on all fronts. And work. the first thing that came up for me regarding work is that I wanted to work with people who cared about people. They cared about not just what they did, but they cared about how people felt, how people in close proximity of them and the works that they were contributing to the world, how they felt. And I find that working with people who care about others, but are also creative and brilliant in all of their ideas, I found more value uh, um, in, in that. And so I sought out to realign myself to still work in a project management capacity, but working with, people who um, were doing things, doing other things. I I worked in financial services and these like buttoned up environments. And I wanted, at first, I just wanted to work with startups, people who had these great ideas and were doing something different. And one of the first companies that I started working for as a freelancer was a leadership development company. They created programs centered around DEI and and creating non-toxic work environment. Well, for me, that was like, ding like i i can relate i'm attracted to that and um it was something non technical non financial all of that um and i got the I, I i was afforded a freedom to as a freelancer you can kind of work on your own terms i can get to, i get to decide who i work with i get to decide what i do and i get to decide when i don't want to do it anymore um and so that's how we, we got here over the last couple of years. I had been doing freelancing and recently decided to launch JNR Strategies, which um, is focused on working with visionaries um, and CEOs to help them organize strategies that reduce chaos and overcome organizational dysfunction um, so that their people and those impacted by them can, can operate with clarity and confidence, so. That's how we got here.
0: <laughs> you know, it's just so crazy how we even met Janine because everything you said just now, I'm like, yes, <laughs> I experienced that. I know exactly what you mean. I'm doing the same thing right now. Like, yes. it's insane. Like, oh my gosh. And Anastasia too, like, exactly. she could attest to it as well. <laughs> like, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't, like I said, I don't think we... I don't, if I sat with it long enough, I almost can't believe that I was able to survive some of the environments that I was in. And and that, listen, I, I feel like this, I feel like we spend most of our days, a lot of us working to put food on the table, to keep the lights on, to provide for our families. And especially in this country, and I, I, this is my own personal opinion. I, I think Black people, tend, we are in like constant states of survival. Mm-hmm. I feel like no matter what your economic stati- status status yep. is, yep. and so to to work as hard as we do, right? And as long as we do, it's one. It's like it's one thing to be working somewhere and doing something that you don't really like, but you got to do it, right? You got to got to keep the lights on. It's another thing to compound that with mistreatment. Mm-hmm. And dysfunction and chaos. Like I from I got to a point where like I just want to clock in, mm-hmm. do what I gotta do, and go home. I don't I don't want to be subject to whatever you had going on at your house this morning. I don't want to be spoken to a certain way. I don't want to spend so much time trying to figure out if I look professional enough, if my hair is this way, if I can going to the nail salon on a Saturday. You see my nails now, going to the nail salon on a Saturday and being like, ooh, I can't show up. So I got a meeting on Monday. I can't show up to, to work. Like it it felt, just for lack of a better word, it just felt dumb. It got to a point where it was like, what? this is dumb. This is dumb. I, I'm i good at what I do. I have a track record of being, being successful. People like working with me. Mm-hmm. I, I do well. So why do I have to also jump over these hoops and climb, like kick in doors and be on defense and it, it just felt like this does not make any sense who wants to feel like that Mo- like i said we are at work most of the day who wants to feel like that most mm-hmm. of the day at at some point it takes a toll and whether we see it that way or not it starts to be this um it impacts how you see yourself it does you know, and, um, if it's not, it it feels like it's not enough just to show up and be you and contribute your gifts. I got to do all this, that it's it, what it says to you is that you on your own with all your natural gifts are, you're not enough. Yeah. And I don't believe in, in, I don't accept that. I I just, I don't accept that. Um, so I, I think Entra- being in this new entrepreneurship. Now, listen, this is its own space, got its own <laughs> challenges, child, and the girl is tired, okay? <laughs> yes. But I value freedom, and I value my time. I value other people's time, and I, I the freedom of choice mm-hmm. is something that I think we sometimes take for granted. Um, and I, I really try, I have to remind myself some days, don't get me wrong, that I get to choose, mm-hmm. I don't have to, I don't have to operate this way, or I don't have to, I don't have to work this way, I don't have to work a billion hours, if I don't, if I don't want to, it's enough to do what I do, and that's it, you know, um, so I'm I'm happy to be in the space that I am in, but it's exhausting sometimes, um, <laughs> but no situation is perfect, but I, I, I think I, I wouldn't trade it I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm grateful for my experience. I learned a lot of some of the habits that I have have, have benefited me now where I'm not bounded by all these um, rules and, and a structure, to be honest. Um, I've been able to figure out how to redefine that structure. Cause that's what you have to do as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and so I think a lot of my past experiences have taught me how to do that.
0: You know what's so crazy? cause really? it's like you know we, we we go through we go through school, high school, middle school, high school, and they prep you for college and your career. And it's like they program you into thinking like, yeah. I'm going to dedicate X amount of hours to these corporate positions and I'm going to climb the corporate ladder and I'm going to work hard and I'm going to do my best and I'm going to climb the ladder so fast in 10 years, I'm going to be VP of so-and-so and and -and so-and-so whatever. Right. But when you're actually in corporate (laughs) and working with people who've been there for X amount of years and it's like a sham. It's a total it is, sham.
1: It is the biggest, listen, it is the biggest, like, wait a minute now. <laughs> wait a minute. Is well, I same? think the home syndrome
2: too, with most of them that stay there that long and climb the ladder. It's like, okay, well, where else am I going to go? You know what I mean? Like I've invested all this time, energy, did the work, because I found that in my experience, I recognized where at some point they were like me, but then they were broken and then they decided to choose the other side of the fence and conform instead of standing up for the things that felt wrong, the the things that they knew were wrong. And that Mm -hmm. just continued the broken process of these leaders that are supposed to motivating, you know, their subordinates, they were broken. So how can you lead from a broken space?
1: yeah 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 and I think too part of the I think if people really sat with themselves, mm-hmm. I think that the thing we're chasing is not necessarily the title that we're chasing something that we value that that thing represents, you yeah. know what I mean, like um for for I can just speak for my my experience, I took an accounting class when I was in high school, that's how accounting became the thing. I and I liked it. I liked computers. I like I was good with numbers. It was more I'm good at this and whatever, right? But when I went through college and the Big 4 would come to our school and that was that as an accounting major, you were taught that this is the path. I have never been I don't I don't know if it's a nurture nature thing, but I don't think I'm wired to accept that there's only one way to do something, one way to be yeah, successful. So I just I don't either. so I I I was completely anti that, especially when you got people on a panel sitting in front of you talking about they work until two a.m. like, what is what is appealing about that? Like, I, I had a hard time with that, and so I feel like what it what I saw though is it afforded them a lifestyle that they liked, and for me. I always just wanted to be self-sufficient on my own, don't have to worry about nothing, don't have to, like, financially, I feel stable, and then I'll figure out the rest. And um, I think the way I even ended up in public accounting, a a good friend of, of mine randomly I didn't have anything lined up I don't y'all I say this I don't know how I got here it's by God's grace and God's (laughs) grace alone okay (laughs) because I wasn't as intentional as I think people think I was about my like about my path I, I, I wasn't I I was searching for a freedom that I never really experienced growing up I was searching for a sense of independence that I never really had and so Anything that pointed to that, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do that. Um, but it's really people who came in my life that were like, okay, we're gonna go this way, we're gonna go this way. And I just remember walking into an auditing class, and my friend was like, Janine, what are you doing? It was my senior year. I had nothing lined up, and the in the internships that were lined up, I was like, it was at a bank. I ain't trying to do that. I wasn't. I'm not. I'm not a bank type of girl. It wasn't. It wasn't my thing. So so he was like, what you doing this summer? And I was like, hmm. He said, do you want to do a summer internship at one of the big four? And I was like, sure. He was like, all right, I put you in touch. And that set the path. That set wow. my career path.
0: You know, it's crazy, Janine. Like people kill for those summer internships for this big four. It's like people kill for those like.
1: <laughs> and you know, what's funnier within six months after I started, I remember my manager at the time I got on a big client. It was like this big thing and my manager, we all, cause I worked in audit. I worked in the audit practice and it's, there's it's its own culture. Everybody moves as a unit. Everybody's a team. Y'all go to lunch together. Y'all stay till 3am together. It's just this whole thing. And I remember within the first six months, and this was during, maybe during a busy season, maybe after a busy season, we were all going to lunch and I rode with my manager and he said, so how are you enjoying this black man? He, he said, so how are you enjoying it? And I was like, it's okay. And he said, well, be honest, do you like it? And I said, no, mm-hmm. no. And and he said, well, why not? I said, because we're over here ticking and tying papers all day till 3 a.m. I just don't see the value in that. And he asked me, he was like, well, you don't see the the value in instilling confidence in investors and things like that. And I was like, not at my expense. I don't, <laughs> like I don't. And I just remember, for me, I'm just I don't for me, I'm the type of person that it doesn't take me long to know mm, this is probably not gonna be a good fit. There's gonna there's yeah. an expiration on this. Yeah. I can see the purpose in me being here, but I I know that this is not the the last stop. And I think three years. Um and I and I did well. But I but I, I wanna say this and I, I I encourage other people to also have this mindset. I'm I'm good. I was good at accounting and I I told when I when I left my the partner who was in charge of performance reviews he was like I was surprised to get your two week notice and I said well why I told you like I this wasn't going to be my thing. <laughs> and he said he said yeah but you're so good at it and my response was but I'm good at a lot of things. And I think you know I think we I don't like to be boxed in. I almost like to prove to myself that I can do something that probably isn't aligned with how everybody else is told to do things. But I, I believe in listening to that, especially at where I'm at in life now, at my big old age and all my experience, there is power in that. Um, and listening to, to that thing, whatever that is for anybody else, every, it's different for everybody. For me, it's a physical, I know that it feels like a box. Mm-hmm. And it, and I don't belong in a box. I know that, and so I think it's important to explore all spaces of your being because your gifts and your your contributions aren't defined by what somebody else sees value in mm-hmm. right Like we look for that a lot, but when somebody tells you you're good at that it that's the truth yeah the I have a thing, question. show.
0: Oh, question right yeah so you mentioned uh previously about the surviving mentality right mm-hmm. so when you're in the surviving mentality you're kind of just going and going and going and Automatic. going i gotta do this i gotta do that blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. so in those moments when you were in a survival mentality what did you what did you do to say oh wait no 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 how like how did you get out of it to take a step back and say wait 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 what am i yeah. doing yeah I
1: don't know if it's I did anything. I don't think it was an intentional thing for me. I think for me when I feel really unsettled, it's two things. It 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 shows up two ways for me. I feel really unsettled or I feel way too comfortable.
0: Hmm.
1: Like hmm. I feel way, way too, too, comfortable. too
0: comfortable.
1: Yeah. Explain. So and this might be just a reflection of my personality, mm-hmm. but I When I'm not excited, but I'm complacent, Um, and I can give an example. I was living in Charlotte before I moved to New Jersey about three years ago. I moved up here during the pandemic from a very comfy three-story home to New Jersey and the expensiveness Mm -hmm. to just breathe. (laughs) So you're in the park close to New York. I see it right out my window. <laughs> it is, listen, listen. And I remember saying to myself, I could I could live here forever.
0: Mm.
1: I could be in Charlotte forever and be comfortable. And I asked myself, but is that what you want to be? Some people, the an- I'm sharing this to say, some people, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's important for you to know Ew, you. Right. Um. For me, that's I am. I am not a. I'm not somebody that thrives in complacency. That is not meant. I'm. I'm not here because I settled. I'm not here because I, I. I didn't make all these pivots. I didn't discover all these things about me because I like routine and I like. You know I like stability. Don't get me wrong, but I always I always feel it like when it's like. I'm bored.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm bored with way. my life. <laughs> not like I'm
1: just bored with the thing in front of me, but like I'm bored with my life. Yeah. Like I, and that I like to feel inspired. I like to be around other people that are inspired. I, this life is short. We're, we're, we're not here for a long time and we have gifts and things, uniqueness planted in us that I believe our purpose is to seek that out and, and deposit into the world, there's something you're holding that nobody else can deliver. So how do you figure that out by just- Staying in one place. Staying in one place. Um, so I can't say, to answer your I can't say it's something that I, I've done, but I do, I think this has been in me since I was a kid. I have a curiosity about things. And I think because I spent a lot of time, I was a quiet kid. I was a, I was a quiet kid. I, my, my parents divorced when I was super young. I have an autistic brother. It's like a, a year and 20 days, um, younger than me. And he is, aut- I, they probably call it something different now, but there's a developmental, uh, challenge that he has. He, he can't, you know, he's physically, he's fine, but he can't live on his own yeah. and he can't, he he's nonverbal. He's considered nonverbal. I mean, mm. he talks, I understand what he's saying, but it's because I know him, but to, to operate as an older sibling and have, whether somebody told me it or not, I felt the sense of responsibility. I'm fiercely protective over my brother, having to learn how to communicate and understand someone who can't communicate in the way you understand and, and feeling responsible for advocating for that it was like my only responsibility as a kid. That's, that's how I felt. And so outside of that, I spent a lot of, it was, I was, it was quiet. I just, I just, it was, I felt like I was really quiet and I spent a lot of time by myself. And if I wasn't by myself, I was taking care of something or someone. And so I think spending as much time as I did in quiet, I don't, I don't, I can't, again, I don't know if this is nature or nurture, but I believe that whatever that is inside of me equipped me for the life that I've experienced, but it equipped me for awareness. Like it, it, I'm sensitive to other people, I'm sensitive to my own like voice like I'm sensitive even if as a kid I'm I'm speaking about this as a as a grown up that has some emotional maturity as a kid I didn't have that but I knew like I just I I knew that and and like I think I said it earlier the thing that I was always seeking was independence so that I knew as a kid I just wanted to like have my own space where I could just do whatever because I wanted to, I loved music, I, I love sports, like I said, I come from a sports family, but I love to, like, write, I love to draw, I love to do all these things, and there was only space for so much, I couldn't, I didn't come up with that, like, I wasn't afforded that type of opportunity to explore any and everything, you know, I got, my parents are working, and we got responsibilities, you know, and so I think that, it manifested itself initially as a need for independence. And then as I got older, what does independence look like? And then you run into working 80 plus hours at a big four accounting firm. Well, it don't look like that. So let me go find something else. Maybe I just need a nine to five. Okay, this is cool for a second. Well, now I'm bored. Now I wanna do other things. You know, so I think just being curious about i think I think as adults, we have a responsibility now. you have awareness, you have maturity, and I do think you you i think everybody's in their own space of that um, I don't think there's anything wrong with being on autopilot i don't I don't think anything's wrong with that i I think there's certain seasons where that's needed um, but I think it's important to be aware that you're on autopilot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important to be aware when you need stability and when you need a, you need to stretch your wings a little bit or when you need a shift. Um, and I, I think it's important to also be strategic about that. Um, so you're not, so you're setting yourself up for success. Um, so I don't know, I have a little bit of a free spirit, but I am, I also value stability. So I'm strategic in my free, my freedom. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I have finding, I feel very confident in it now, but I'm finding that it's okay to be both. Like it's, it's okay to be creative and have all these ideas and thoughts, but still be like, I don't play about my time. I'm very structured. I really don't. I just, that's what it is.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I think it's okay to be both. It served me well. And I think that's my, my gifting lies in that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because not everybody has it. You start to run across people that like you realize oh this is something that might be just unique to me Mm -hmm. like there might be shared experiences and overlap but like this is something that I deliver and I think I used to feel very alone in that like why don't why everybody just want to be this oh and then you feel weird because you don't just want to be this you know um so I don't know I don't know if I answered your question, but no, 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 it was, it was,
0: no, it's really yeah, great. It you dropped on you dropped a lot of gems, crazy. a lot of gems, yeah, a lot of gems.
2: And like I think I right off on the on, the on, that, I I I caught where when you shared about your brother being autistic, I feel like in that situation your compassion was nurtured, and then mm-hmm. compassion. Other life skills were built that you brought throughout your career and that's what kind of for me most likely gave you the courage to speak up or even recognize because I think a lot of people mm. are afraid they know and they feel it but they're afraid to say it and they they, they stay in the mm. space of that fear and just become complacent and they stay there because they're just afraid of speaking on their truth you know what I mean yeah, I think your self-discovery started in that moment when you were tasked with helping your brother finding his own way within family and then, you know, the outside world and being his protector. Because that's not something that you can teach someone that has actually come mm. from within, like being compassionate and literally treating someone else as a human being, despite their role, despite their title,
1: despite any of that. Yeah. And I think that was a really, I, under, I appreciate you saying that. I appreciate you saying that. I, I think that was always weird for me to under Like, why don't everybody, I don't, I mean, I don't know what y'all's some of y'all's experiences has been, but I have, I have been on the receiving end. I mean, for the most part, I've met a lot of good people, mm-hmm. but I have, I have been cursed at. I, I have been disrespected. Um, and I have hated going to work. Um, I've had to tolerate somebody who I felt wronged me. Like I, I've, and I, I like, I don't under, I don't, my where I am in my awareness and where I think my sense of that, it was hard to understand. You don't see yourself. Mm. You don't see how this, you like this? Some you
0: like showing like, up like this? I don't understand. It's I like, don't understand it either. <laughs> some people are so I like like oh, like oh, the oh, first sorry. job I got. Yeah, like like the first job I got out of college, out of my master's program, um I had a, a coworker who's supposed to be my peer, right? And I picked up the job really quick, right? So those young black girl, 20, 21 years old, doing your job, you're 10 years older, just as good, if not better and I have better relationships with people in the office, right? Mm-hmm. So that like he, <laughs> he had thought I was lying about my schedule for my master's program. So much so to the point where he like called my school to see if my, my schedule was, was, if I was telling the truth. So what do you say about like people's awareness? Like I have no idea why someone would think it's okay to call someone else's school to check on their schedule. You know what I mean?
2: Like, cause you were, trying to, they were trying, to, <laughs> he was trying to like find a reason or find a way to like take attention off of you and refocus it on him. Cause you're always going to find those people, no matter where you are in the world, yeah. those people al- always exist. But for me, I feel like as a light keeper is what they refer to the, the it as you lean into your light and whatever their issue is that's on them. Downstairs. once you recognize that and that's a part of your self-discovery too like once you recognize you yeah. are on the fence the side of the fence where you lean lean into your light you recognize that the people that operate from a dark space you have no control over that you just them yeah and focus on you know you and what you want to do
1: yeah. yeah and I think it's important to um and I had to learn this when because Usually what what has happened to me in different, when I've like changed a job or something, I've made a decision that I'm going to change a job, I'm going to move here, whatever. It doesn't happen instantaneously. Like it it, once, it's usually what happens is I make the decision and then it doesn't manifest itself that the decision doesn't actually happen until, I've had to stay in a place for years before it was like there was an opportunity. And the one thing that I, discovered. And I, I still believe, I, I don't believe in wrong decisions. I, I believe you make one decision and then you have experiences in that decision. And if it leads you to a different decision, cool. That, that is, that is life to me. Yeah. You have, but I believe you have an assignment in all the spaces that you occupy. You, you have an assignment. And I think kind of what, kind of what you said is like focusing on yourself, but focusing on what your assignment mm. is. You know, um, and and I and I like good or bad the experiences that I've gained had along the way. I I have a I have a sense of gratitude for them because I it brings you closer to you. Like it really it brings you closer to you, and I think that is that is these are just my opinion. I just think this is life. Like that is, I think um, I have, I have younger cousins who are just joining the workforce. And I think the world we live in obviously is a little different than when I joined the workforce. And there's a need for like instant success. And there's a expectation that it's always going to feel warm and and cozy. Mm-hmm. And that's not life, but it's also it's not intended to be that because you are on a journey to, to, to learn you. Mm-hmm. It can't be cozy. Mm-hmm. That is not a code. That's not, it can't be. So yeah, yeah. yeah you kind of have some stuff that you have to learn how to navigate yeah. and there's skill sets that you are learning that you're so unaware of in the moment. You won't see it until later on. Mm-hmm. Like you, you won't appreciate it till later on. It won't come up until later on but it's necessary some of this is necessary you are being pruned for something that is in you but it has to be nurtured and some of these some of the experiences that you have i want to be careful how i'm saying this because it's not to say you stay in in harmful positions or things like that but understanding really really checking in with you and understanding okay why am i here yeah because if it's, oh, I'm not supposed to be here anymore. I am I have been occupying a space for way too long. I need mm-hmm. to move on. then that's one, that may be one thing. If it's a, okay. And usually I feel like circumstances will, will tell you, you know, I, I haven't been in a, like when I was working financially because I desire to be self-sufficient and independent, I can't just leave this yeah. job. So, what do I do while I'm here? and And a lot of times for me, and I, I feel like this has always been the case, but I tend to create the space that I need within the spaces that I'm in. So I tend to create um I, I tend to create I don't know how you say it, like i I find opportunities if, 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 to, to, to contribute in a way that that pours back into me.
0: So give an example of that, like when you were at, let's say, the big four, for example, Mm because, you know, there's a lot of people that strive to to work at the big four or in consulting with the big three. Right. So, like, how are you able to do that in such a crazy environment?
1: You connect with people naturally. Like, I think I think that is what being in that environment taught me because you all are going through the same stuff. It's not a unique experience, like I said, to to work the hours that you do or to work on a client that's a mess or to work for a manager who's mean and whatever. And so you find um, comfort in the connections that you do make. And, and for me, I can... Uh, there's one example I have that I can recall in corporate, but um, there was a community of other black professionals mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they had developed a it developed like things that we could go to and just connect with each other on outside of work okay plugging yourself in in that way but doing things that you want to do so I didn't do everything but if they were going to a concert I'm going to the concert too because I like music you know find finding finding spaces. I worked at, this wasn't when I was at the big four, but I I worked after the big four, I worked at a bank, a big bank. And this was a cozy job. It was a cozy job, but I, and I felt really stifled in that job, but the bank had, um, was in partnership with a new local um, charter school that had just opened up. And they were just looking for volunteers to put together programs, I had not entered into project management space at this time. I didn't know what project management was, but now here I am. I just went to a meeting and now we're putting together programs for this charter school, volunteer programs. Well, now I'm a program coordinator. I don't even know I'm a program coordinator and now, you know, and then I, I end up in a career of project management and program management. But I think I like, I feel like it's important to not lose yourself. You know, like the things that you naturally like. I love mentorship. Mm-hmm. I love volunteering. I, I love music. I You know, I love sports. So when there were opportunities, I sought that out. Like I, I, I sought out spaces to do the things that I just naturally connect. I, I just feel like it's not so much about being intentional about other people, so to speak. It's being intentional about you. Like it's really being intentional about I like to do this chances are you are going to connect with other people who you're going to connect. It's easier to connect with other people naturally when you're just on your, you just doing the things that you like to do and what you want to do, you know, it's not as forced. And um, I think that for me, that is what helped me. Um, and I I gained, real true relationships with other people and I I think we're meant to be in relationships with other people so I I will never subscribe to like yo just be a lone wolf and keep your head down and do because also whether no matter what your title is you how you show up has an impact on other people that you don't even know are watching you know And, and so it's just, just I just feel like being aware. I mean, I feel like that's such a word now, but I I don't mean it to be gimmicky. I mean it to be like really plugged into what you are being called to do in everything that you are doing, you know, Um,
0: yeah. So what, do you have like a vision of like your future self that you're working towards that you know you're working towards?
1: I'm still working towards freedom,
0: um so I
1: feel like i don't I don't know what it looks like, and I never do. I know what it feels like um and what it feels like to me is excitement, like it feels excite it feels exciting without being it without it being burdensome and I know that it does not, I think it's, I mean, I feel like that, I, that could be a broad question. I feel like in work, I know it doesn't look like working for someone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I know that. Um, I think I always want to be in partnership and I always want to be in a position to mentor. And so I don't know what that looks like later down the road but I think those will always be things that will be a part of my life um I want people to at the like the most basic the basic level I always want people to feel like they can be their true selves around me like people that I'm in close proximity to can feel free to be and whatever that looks like, I, I I want, that's what I desire for myself. I want people to feel good. I want people to walk away from talking to me or experiencing me saying, that was cool. I like that. That was a good, con- I laughed. I, I had a, that was a good conversation or, oh, I have a little bit more clarity about what I want to do next or what I should do. I want people to feel encouraged and empowered. Um, that's my aim. I don't know what it looks like. If, I mean, depending on the day, it looks like being, on a beach far 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 <laughs> far, far far away <laughs> with no laptop no phone um laying in a body of water that's you know ultimately and maybe that's what it the freedom to be able to do whatever it is I want to do from day yeah. to day that's yeah. what it looks like
0: I think that yeah I was about to say the yeah. same thing because <laughs> like that don't sound too bad yeah. <laughs> be able to go on a really nice beach whenever you want yeah yeah
2: <laughs> So I have a question. I'm pulling from or outline here because as you were talking about moving to New Jersey, it felt like you pivoted at the time because you knew you were getting comfortable in um, North Carolina. And did you intentionally move to New Jersey because you knew that that was okay? So did that move impact like any of your relationships with people? Okay.
1: Yeah. So I have um, I have family in North Carolina. Um and so like just to give context I went to school in North Carolina and then I worked for the Big 4 in Atlanta and was in Atlanta for a few years 5 years and then moved back up to North Carolina and my dad and my stepmom and stepbrother they all live in 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 North Carolina Um I knew within the first year I lived in North Carolina that this is cool But I don't know how long this is going to last type thing. It was really, I, I, I'm looking back. I, I moved back to North Carolina to be closer to family because I was, I felt alone Mm. in Atlanta and I I don't want to feel that way. So I I didn't feel like I didn't feel supported all the way. And so, but moving back to North Carolina, my, my, like I said, my dad is a, I'm a daddy's girl. I could talk about my dad all day long. I think I'm not, I'm biased, but I mean this with objectivity. I feel he has such a light. He is a, he's a, he's a basketball coach, but that's like the, the vehicle he is. And he's successful at it, but he's impacted and influenced so many people. I grew up watching that. My dad is a big deal everywhere he goes. So the need to have independence and freedom, and now being in such close proximity of his light was something that I knew it was gonna be challenging, um, especially I'm thir- I was 30. You know, I'm, I'm an adult now living down the street from your parents at 30. And I hadn't been by my parents since I left for college. So I just, I knew it was gonna come with challenges. It was, I ha- it was maybe two years into living in Charlotte where I had a project in New York. And so I spent a year in New York. I have really close friends between D I, like I said, I grew up in Northern Virginia. So between the DC area and up here, I have really close friends. I spent a year up here and loved it. And I, I felt like it was more aligned with just my energy. Like you just meet different people yeah. who have different, or like have their own journeys and are, and are tapped into their journeys. And it's not, it's not looked at away. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could be working a nine to five, but you working at the neighborhood bar up the street and nobody blinks an eye. Like everybody's on their path, you know? And I loved it. I I thought I found it and it was inspiring to me. Um, So then coming back to Charlotte, um, after that project was over, I moved a little further away from my parents, still in Charlotte, but just a little further away. I moved into a smaller apartment because I got used to being in a small space, and I liked the feeling. And then there was a need for stability. Like my my, I feel like my relationships for most of my early, most of my life, especially coming out of college, were long distance. My closest friends, we didn't live in the same city. My parents, I didn't live in the same city with them for a while. So even moving to Charlotte was an adjustment in my, with my relationships, but it created this strain because I had felt like there were expectations of who I was and mm. I was still trying to figure out who I was and I could not do it be, because I was so grounded in, I could only see myself through the eyes of
0: other people. Can and you so elaborate are, on that more? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, elaborate on that more.
1: Like I couldn't, I was, I was showing up in a way that was in alignment with what other people wanted of mm. me, but often it wasn't really what I wanted. And I didn't know it at the time, but it was creating a level of like, Discomfort is not the word, but it was, it was creating a dissonance. Oh, yeah, right. dissonance. It was called, but it was creating a resentment. It was, it was creating, it was, it was bothering me. And I, and, and I couldn't figure out, I, ha- I couldn't figure out how to be me and who, and, and I couldn't even find the space to be who I wanted to be because I was feeling responsible for the expectations that other people had of me. Mm. And so I, like I said, I grew up t- like as an older sibling, at least in, in, you know, between my dad and my mom, being responsible for family, that's what I'm taught. Like we, you know, and, but how do I do what you want me to do, but also do the things that I need to do that allow me to achieve the things that I want to achieve, which is independence. It's not dependent independence it's self-sufficiency like how do i do both and so i i don't know i i had i I had a big relationship at the time that in blew up into smithereens it just it, it 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 did not end well and it but it was a it was the biggest check of my life it was the biggest like wake up what do you want because right now you out here chasing what other people telling you that you should want. Cause that's what we were doing. You know, I'm told that I'm supposed to have a six figure something career by this time. I'm chasing that. I don't even know if I want that. You know, um, I'm told that I need to have a nine to five and a stable career and a 401k. I, I'm, I'm told that I need to be married at a certain time. So I'm, I'm doing all the things I don't even have an opportunity to, there's no space. We're, this is survival mode. Remember, there's no space. There's no time to figure out, well, what do I want? And nobody cares. No. It doesn't feel like that. Like, I'm not saying it's true, but the feeling is nobody's asking. Nobody cares. Like, nobody's... Yes. You know? No on, one's
0: asking you is, what you want to do. do. <laughs> no that's one's that's asking you that.
1: You know, they're only telling you, well... I wish you would have done this or, yes.
0: or you, you know, could do this I, better
1: or you could do this or just make sure you do this or don't do that. And it, it was just, it was, it, it was too many voices. It was too many grabs for my time. It was too many expectations and it blew up. Mm-hmm. I feel like it blew up for me. So I think I, by the time I left Charlotte, I wanted to leave Charlotte years before I left Charlotte. This wasn't a wake up one day and decide. I, I, I was in therapy at the time too. I had just started. So I, I had now had space. And now I had somebody asking me, well, what do, what do you want? What do you want to do about mm-hmm. that? And I you know, and I had no answers. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. I just having that space, we don't know. It. We're not, I wasn't taught to have to create that space for myself.
0: Mm-mm.
1: My our, my parents weren't taught to create that space for themselves. Now mm-hmm. uh, you can't, you know. So, I, I uh, as I'm talking, I just want to say that a lot of times the discomfort or the the things that you feel like are happening to you, it's it's almost like an oppor- There's something. There's an opportunity there. To like explore a little bit, you know? Um, I think I, I used to feel like things were just happening to me and people were just doing these things and this person talked to me, this kind of da 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 da. da and it's like, what is that telling you? Like, what it, and I and I didn't have space to figure that out until I was in therapy. And now we're talking about these things. And that, in that, I started to really define the type of relationships I want and and what I want for my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that started this slow shift. So now once you start identifying it, the intention, the seed is planted. So your behaviors shift slowly, you know, and there comes conflict because you've been operating one way for a really long time. And people in close proximity to you, whether it's your people at home, your friends, the people you work with, they're in close proximity. So they feel the shift. And so with shift, while it's freeing to find alignment, the impact of that to people that you love, like people, it's, that is a hard adjustment. I just talked to my, I'm, I'm a daddy's girl through and through. I, we could see a whole nother pod for just how I feel about my dad, right? But even in my shift, my conflict, I, there was conflict with, with my dad. I'm not, you know, it was, it was this bad, I am trying to have agency over my Mm -hmm. own self and my decisions and the, and the type of relationships that I want. And some of that is going to be disappointing to you. I can't come to all the dinners. I can't come. I don't want to Mm -hmm. come to all the dinners. I may not be able to come on Christmas day. I can come Christmas Eve. Like it was, it was a struggle because I am the responsible, I am the one that just, you can rely on to just make things happen and do it. And I was making an intentional decision and I was being held accountable to that decision in therapy mm-hmm. about not, like, being, be, being prioritizing the things that Any you wanted. wanted to, do. to do. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like Jer- the move to Jersey, it wasn't a new thing. It, that seed got planted after I did the project in New York, years before I moved, I, I, I had decided, I woke up, it was a bad day, I decided, I'm gonna quit my job today, because I'm tired, I'm tired, I had had some experiences, um, after already having a really tough project, that I, I was successful at it, but it took a toll, it was I'm gonna tell you my cue for when it's time to move. Something has to change because of my experience. The Big Four. I find there were times where I'm crying during the day. Oh wow! I'm crying on
0: my way to work. Oh no!
1: Um, And so when I find myself when that starts to that starts to be a familiar space again, oh nah, we're not going back to that. We're not doing that. And so I, I was just like I had a talk with my manager. I was like, "Yeah, I think this is. I think I'm exploring leaving." Mm. And listen, God knows His daughter because when I'm done, because I've tried to like make this work and tried to feel comfortable here, tried to make this because I've done well, I've done all the things that I physically, mentally, emotionally know to do, and I'm still like on feeling whatever it's whatever i'm feeling it's not going to change so i have to i have to get out of here because this is going to drive this is this is not gonna be good for anybody and my manager and i had a conversation i stayed for one more year and then the pandemic oh, wow. hit.
0: you stayed for one more year after that girl you better than me what i'm like no, it's, hard this, this, it's hard to go it's hard to go
1: this is divine <laughs> intervention this is divine intervention because i was going to leave with no plans
0: so.
1: uh... I was, I, that's the type. I am, I am just, I will be disruptive if you leave me to my own devices. <laughs> like I will. I, <laughs> I, I, and I remember praying before going into the conversation with my manager, like, God, you know where I'm at. You know where I am at. So I pray that, like, you know the words about to come out of my mouth. So I pray that you intervene, mm-hmm. just intervene. And he did and i was good for a year then the pandemic hit and they offered everybody in the company an optional severance package very generous you had to get approved for it and usually the the high the the um the what do you call it the high performers mm-hmm. they're not ready to let you go so i had many conversations mm-hmm. from people about like okay, do you want to stay here we can put you here we can do this here we can do that here and then i had a final conversation with my manager and he asked me, he said, so let me ask you this. If you get this, if you if you don't get approved for this severance package, are you going to leave anyways? I said, mm. yes. He said, okay. I was approved the following week. And it was a, I mean, the it was a generous package where I could take a year and a half off and wow. do nothing if I wanted to. My medical insurance was taken care of. So you, you understand like, That's if you leave me to my devices, I will flip this whole table. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I say I feel like God has really intervened mm-hmm. you know on my behalf but I also I also in that same sentence I knew I wasn't going to be here long and all it was was like okay so how do we make this shift it's something got to happen and I felt like I was awarded something that was in alignment now that, that was going to you know what I mean? It set me up to be able to move up here, you know? Um, And I just think I say all that to say, I just, I, I still stand on just being very, you have to be one here. You have to check in often,
0: you know? Um, So for those who don't know how to be one, right. Mm -hmm. What would be your top three, maybe three to five suggestions on how to get started with being one with yourself?
1: um journaling I feel like is always I I feel like whatever whatever it is it doesn't have to be journaling but like creating a discipline of having dedicated time with yourself so whether it's like working out for some people some people it's a walk outside some people it is journaling or meditating or praying whatever but having a Um, developing a habit and a practice Mm -hmm. of having just a space for yourself in the day that's yours and that's hard that's hard because we're all just like on this doing 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 doing. doing. so you whether it's a reminder on your phone Mm -hmm. whether it's to go take a walk or to whatever but like having quiet and it's hard to do this era of social media where we're just Constantly plugged in to our phones and stuff, and I don't necessarily because I didn't. I grew up before any of this stuff, so I'm not in the bubble. I'm not. I even now, yeah, I. I it's easy for me to just not be on my phone. I desire to not be on my phone. Same, um, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> so I think, and I think that case, and like I said, I went to. I've been in therapy, so. Um, Having that intentional space, yeah. um, and it could be to like a hobby, just something you go to once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I did creative writing when I first left corporate. I took a creative writing class just to have space to write and whatever come, whatever flows. You know, mm-hmm. um, what else? I think these are those are the three main things, like if you have a hobby and something you wanna explore, I think somehow you to uh building a practice where you can incorporate that in your week at mm-hmm. least, I think just giving yourself space to do that, and things will come up for you, things that you enjoy, things that pour into you that excite you,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really good. So
2: really quick, I wanted to go back to when you were talking about your relationship with your dad, because something came to me there too. So when you talk about unconditional love, that's also a huge factor with these relationships that or changes impact. So during our self-discovery, and I have, I can show you my phone screen, like it's the phases of the moon. I feel like individually, we all go through those phases, right? And the people around us, if they can't understand when we're going through those changes, that's when the conflict comes in. That's when the resentment comes in because they can't figure out what we're going through. They're trying to help. They're trying to, you know, evoke what they think should be done as opposed to just accepting what is.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. And, and I'm an advocate for therapy, too, because that was actually when I resigned from my previous employer to end up at one of the big threes, because I recognize mm-hmm. in therapy that this is my decision on. this is not you're going to continue telling me I'm a high performer, you're going to continue giving me hidden bonuses behind closed doors, but not promoting me. This is like I'm going to take mm-hmm. my power back and I'm going to leave because if I stay here. Right. I'm not, I'm going to end up like you, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. it was, it's Mm -hmm. in those moments where you recognize what's happening and you made a decision to say, well, what am I going to do? Because this is not what I want to continue doing, you know? So as you were talking, like, that's what dawned on me, like the people who, or changes or, or choice for change impact, they're not going to love you less if they genuinely love you to begin with. So it's, a negative impact to say well you're not the Jessica I want you you're not the Janine I want you so it shouldn't be a problem you know what I mean
1: it it shouldn't yeah and I also will say too I think that it's okay if you're no longer in alignment with the people that's okay Mm -hmm. you know I, I and you never know what um you never know where those relationships will will come back around, if at all. You know, but I think I think it's important too. And I feel like I, I feel like there's a um, like society-wise, there's this tone of like alignment and boundaries and say no, and this whole discipline of like. Um, I feel like because when you operate on one extreme for a certain part of your life and you're learning a new discipline naturally we just operate on the other side of the extreme <laughs> yeah. right yeah. so now we just cut people off left or right, yeah. da, 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 da. Yeah. and right yeah. and what i have
0: learned
1: i've learned is that I, there's a piece of this just like letting go like where you just let go and let things be mm-hmm. and that includes your relationships with people sometimes it's worth conversation and sometimes it's worth sorting through conflict depending on what that relationship is to you like you know um but sometimes it's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong it's just different it's it's different um I've had to learn that I I mean I and I think the the change of seasons never stops mm-hmm. just you never get to a place where everything is in perfect alignment again I don't think that's what Life is supposed to be. I I that I don't think so, um, but I I think it's a, it's an important lesson to kind of learn to just let things be. Have have conversation, address. I'll be honest. There's certain there's certain relationships that I have had where there's no need for a conversation. It's it's just what it is. And then there's some relationships where there's a need to at least acknowledge that, hey, we're in different spaces. I can't show up the same way. You may not be able to show up the same way. Um, relationships like with my dad, and I'm grateful for my dad because my dad is a very understanding and patient. Like my parents, all of them, including my stepmom, were educators. They worked in the high, high schools. So the, the capacity to navigate the emotions and feelings of other people, I feel like my parents, have and I think my my and I don't know if it's they were taught I don't I don't but I I I think it's why they all did so well in their own profession and I think it's why people love them and adore and that why they've had the impact that they've had. So even going through conflict with my family, um there's certain family members that well you just don't get it and we just don't get it and it's fine and I'll see you at Christmas love you like all that. But people who are in close step with you. Um, they feel it differently. And if, if that my, my dad is means a lot to me. So I I feel like that wasn't even, that doesn't even speak to how I, how I feel about any of my parents, but my dad, my relationship with my dad means something to me. And I think his capacity to understand that there's pieces of this that he may not understand. And as a parent, I don't know what it is to be a parent. I, I think wanting your, wanting your children to succeed, but also like, loving your child, you know, like just loving them, but also know there's a piece of their life that you're not, they're on their own journey. You don't really have a lot of say in that, but you're still trying to maintain relationship. You know what I mean? And I think it does take adjustment from everybody. You know, I had to learn how to communicate that. I was not Mm -hmm. like, I grew up a quiet child. I, I, I wasn't taught to be expressive. Um, and I learned how to be expressive on the basketball court and that's, that's competition. That's a different type of animal. And I was all those things, but in conflict, in relationships, that's not something I learned Mm -hmm. until therapy until have, and then you're confronted with those things. And then it's like an opportunity to like test that muscle, build that muscle, you know? Um, and the people that love you, like you said, will be patient with you through that. Will also hold you accountable. Will also may call you out where it's like, "Girl, you're doing a little too much, though." So, let me just checking in, you know, like just, <laughs> too you too know. Much. I think, but I think it's important to let things be. I, I, I don't I, because because we operate in seasons. Making, I, I want to be careful how I say this because I I feel like there's you there's all decisions to be made in relationships and it to each his own. Right. And everybody's decisions on where they put those relationships, whether relationships need to end, the new ones need to begin or just dynamics need to shift. That is that is a personal decision. But sometimes putting boundaries up doesn't necessarily mean kicking people out your life. Yeah. Um, Sometimes you being in a new season, we're all in seasons mm-hmm. it's just important to remember that we're all in seasons and the same compassion that you want other people to have for you in your season to make sure that you can offer that to the ones that you love the you know, relationship that you want you know feedback I think it froze Hold on
0: Hold
1: on
2: oh you froze yes. can you see me now yeah. yes yes Yeah. I think we had like some kind of glitch just though because it kept echoing but yeah you're right and it's so funny like I feel like you're talking about me the whole time you're talking about yourself I know
0: <laughs> I know every time Jenny was talking I'm like yep went through no. <laughs> that went through that yep yep yep
1: <laughs> like... but isn't that and I feel like as women mm-hmm. I don't know what listen I don't know what it's like to be anybody else I, and so I'm not trying, I'm not being dismissive of anybody else's plight. I think as women at a very young age, responsibility is, that's what we are taught. Yep. And it may not be explicitly said, but your, who, what your position is in your family, um, what you're being tasked with, what the expectations, I just feel like women in this world, but it, it, we are taught we are taught to have this immense amount of responsibility for others in some capacity. And that's it feels like when you operate like like I was talking about at the beginning, it's the same thing at work. When you come into work and this is what it is, you're nav- your this this mistreatment, all this kind of things that you may encounter. At some point, it impacts how you see yourself. Yeah, and so the longer you're in these, the longer you are. And as kids, we're—I mean, we're not—we don't have a—it's—we don't have authority over our lives as children. Mm-mm. So you are subject to the environments that you're in. You're subject to um, your your parents, your family dynamic, um, and so there's conditioning that happens right some for better some for worse but I feel like as women we are taught very early on who we are Mm -hmm. supposed to be yep yep and so we don't even know until later until things until you're about to just explode I feel like it just comes out like that where you don't even know that oh I don't even like I get to say I get to I get to decide and, and I feel like the more conversations yes. like this, you, we don't know it, but as human beings, you give other people mm-hmm. permission by, to show up based on how you show up. Yeah, You know what I mean? So, but we're all like kind of navigating, thinking that we're just navigating in our own like environments and feeling a, I think there's a, I, I don't know how it is for everybody, but I think we can easily feel like our experience mm-hmm. is not shared it's and not. yeah. It's not. Yeah. And then sometimes you feel, you, you feel, um, I, and I still deal with this. I, I've just gotten a little bit more comfortable in it and maybe it's because my age, but I used to feel guilty about, Not wanting for myself what other people wanted for me. Mm. So like when you were saying every people, like they, they, they fight over these big four, that the big four was a thing. It wasn't a thing for me. You know, it, it, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't that It, it, it wasn't what it was to you. Isn't what it is to me right? What it was for me is like a means, a stepping stone or whatever. And so you feel, you feel, I feel, I have, I struggle with this when I'm just wanting to do my own thing, <laughs> do something that's different than other people around me are doing maybe, or maybe it's not in alignment with like what they're expecting of me. It feels like, well, Dad, you start to second guess yourself sometimes. Um, yeah. And then you you feel guilty about not valuing the thing that they value the same way that they value. Yeah. It's easy to like that conditioning. It takes a long time to re develop new habits, to recondition your mindset. I'm talking, no matter what it is, it just takes a long time to do that. So the default always exists. Like the default is always like the people pleasing. I I've dealt with that. I, 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 yeah, (laughs) it's been my plight. Same, and, and, it's, but, and it's so easy, it's it's so easy. easy to get to go back into it's very that, easy. It's especially very like with easy. family or
0: people that you care about. Oh my God.
1: It's, it's the hardest thing to navigate with people who you love and you know who love you because there's nothing wrong. That's the thing. There's nothing to point to. You didn't, I mean, some people are maybe something to point to, but like it, I, the, the, what I'm talking about is when there's no problem It's just things are different. And when you're in it, you don't know. Sometimes I don't know what I... I don't know that I'm in a new season. I just know that things are... I know I'm really trying to figure something out right now, you know? I don't know how to tell you that. Yeah. I just know I don't want to go to Christmas dinner And you 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 want to let let them know that
0: you're not crazy either, like... (laughs) I'm not crazy. I just I'm just going through something right now, okay? Like, <laughs> give me some space.
1: <laughs> when I when I told my um I think it was my mom that said, I told my mom I was moving to Jersey, I think she's gotten to the point with me where it's like, okay. Okay, <laughs> <y'all catch me." laughs> And like that would have felt a way a long time ago. And now I think my parents just like think this is me. And I think the more you, you stand in who you are, the more people just like, they will adjust. They will shift. That is true. You know, they will shift. for, for No matter what it looks like,
0: it, they will shift. And you know what? You know? Then they start to get inspired too. Mm-hmm. That part. That part.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Get your> <laughs> <guess>. <laughs> but again, you don't know. That's what I mean. I feel really passionate about this. You just don't know what seeds mm-hmm. that you are planting. You don't know. You 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 don't know what you're inspiring. You you don't know what one a hello to a stranger on the street what it does for them. You don't know. And so being intentional about how you show up matters. It matters. We're all like connected in some kind yeah. of way. It's true. We are. So like so. I mean, I know we we were talking about work. Earlier, And I think one of the reasons why I've I've shifted into wanting to work more with people leaders and visionaries is because I I don't in 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 my corporate experience, the people who became Mm -hmm. managers were brilliant. Brilliant in what they did. They succeeded, have the accolades to prove it, the, the letters, the credentials. I can count on one hand, and probably let in like maybe two three managers that i can think of that i was like he's a good leader she's a good leader I'm, i feel i feel good working with this person yeah where i don't i don't think there's a shift needed when you are responsible for the development of people and it does matter how you show up and it it it's not going to always be reflected in the the objective project being met on time, the revenue number, but you are planting seeds in ways that you don't know how it's impacting someone. And you may never know. That's the thing. You may never know, you know? And so I just feel like it's really important to be intentional about that creating environments where people feel safe and they're in, and they're healthy where they are accountable where they have clarity, where they are operating in, in a way where they can be successful. That is, not everybody has that skill set and newsflash. Not everybody who's a manager and who's a people leader are are, are
0: equipped to do that. Yeah, you're absolutely you right. Know? Some people, they get put into those positions just because they've been, you know, a contributor for Senior. so long. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think it's important just to to recognize. I was that was always the struggle, and I think that that was a that was an indicator for me along the way that a lot of the, the positions that I left or the jobs, some of the pivots that I took or whatever. It, it one of the reasons why I just ended up going into consulting and working at a consulting firm is because I got tired of working for managers that I felt like you either don't care about my well being or you don't know. How to lead, and I think because i I feel like I'm gifted in leadership, like I'm gifted in in certain aspects of leadership where like taking care of people and and I, I can I can think of examples even before i when I was a kid playing basketball and being coached by somebody who coaching was just a hobby, and it was also a position of power. Mm. And you're coaching young girls and you are you're responsible for the de- development of young girls, but you are also talking to them crazy and you calling them out their name and you doing a bunch of stuff. I grew up with a, with a, with a coach, seeing what a, seeing what a coach looks like through my dad, who taught discipline, taught accountability, was tough on you, but who was loved and respected, like knowing what that looks like you know, and knowing when I'm not in environments like that. And I think that is the experience that I've had. Like I end up being the the one people look to to advocate for. I end up being the one that you pull me aside for a one-on-one after a meeting just to get, get it off your chest. You know, I, I'm that, I end up being the one to, to do those things. And I think I feel passionate about like people I want people to feel empowered. You're not here by mistake. Like you're not, you're, you're here. Your your space in this place is yours, you know, and not feeling beaten down by that. I mean, there's so many other things that we have to navigate outside of the four walls of a job. I don't want to have to come in here and have to fight you guys too, or fight to be seen or fight to be valued or fight to be heard. And the, the people leaders have a lot to do with that. They have a lot to do with the forget the company culture. You have a lot to do with the culture of your team. Yep. You know, so you can, you can take, you can say, well, this is how it is. And that's what you convey to your team and your team will, will follow that and whatever, there will be consequences to that. Or you can advocate for something different here. You can make a decision and say, you know, I want my team, anybody that, that works with me, I want them to feel like X, Y, and Z. And I, I didn't have a lot of those experiences. You know, I probably had two that I can think of. So I, I think that's important because I I don't think there's a separate. I think what the pandemic taught us is there is no separation between personal life and work life. Yeah you know there isn't. you carry one into the other mm-hmm. you was cussing somebody out in the parking lot coming into the job today chances are I'm gonna be on the receiving end of whatever that was you know there is it yeah it matters you know it matters how how we show up I, I feel like that um so yeah
0: yeah and that you know honestly like you know thank you so much Janine for everything you shared because that's the purpose of this podcast is to show everything is connected together your personal journey your personal story that intertwines with your career your everything you're experiencing in the workplace what you put out right and so like it's it's i'm i'm very very happy that you've you've touched on like so many things that i personally value you know your self-awareness your own journey discovering who you are right because i i've recently gone through like a whole other pivot as well you know and everything that you spoke about i've experienced right yeah. and and it's it, it's 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 everything you said is just so important and and i thank you so 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 much for sharing that yeah. you know um i think we've been i think we're, we're on set like <laughs> i feel like we could keep talking for like i could go on <laughs> and on and on
1: if you don't stop me yeah. <laughs> but i appreciate this i appreciate being a guest and being asked Again, I Jessica, we met like interviewing for a a role, yes. and that's yes. it. and now look <laughs> at the conversations that we're having, and look at the space that you're creating yeah. for the for other people to experience that. Like it matters.
0: It does matter. It does. I don't even think I shared with oh, Nastasia how we how we met. Uh, so like Nastasia, I think I had applied for like a freelancer, like project manager mm-hmm. position on Upwork, mm-hmm. and so Janine interviewed me. Oh. And yeah, Janine interviewed me and I was like, I like you. Let's stay connected. (laughs) You know, I didn't get the job, but it's fine because. (laughs) You You know, so just going with the flow, you know, because I was like, I was like, I like Janine. I don't know about this role, but whatever. Mm -hmm. I like Janine. Let's connect on LinkedIn. And, you know, that was how many months ago? I don't even remember. I don't even remember. It's like the summer. It was like in the summer, like, (laughs) yeah, like it, but it, it, that's an example
1: of like, you don't know Mm -hmm. what seeds are being planted. So your intention was to, my intention was to show up and interview. Your intention was to discuss this job. None of that, it didn't unfold that way
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because I believe that's not the, that wasn't even the intention of, of it and we, but we don't know that in the moment and you know what's you know so what funny
0: I was literally like at the tail end of my autopilot like I gotta do this I gotta do this I gotta do this I need to build this up I need to build up my firm I need to do that like mm-hmm. so I didn't even you know what I mean like I had no idea I, I had no intention at the time of starting up a podcast either you know
1: like that's, that's awesome <laughs> oh that makes it that makes the story even better you see it, you see you're just planting seeds and you don't know you don't know where that leads so I just encourage you to continue to like go with go with it like whatever you feel called to do like continue to move for even if it looks different like even if it's like well I don't even know what I'm doing but I'm just it. <laughs> like you know you just just do it because it's something it's there's something in you that has mm-hmm. to be delivered you know so and I'm happy that I'm happy that we were able to connect. I've never done a podcast, but I love podcasts. And I would, I like would love to do one. I would love to do one, but this is my first time actually doing one. And that's how I was like, oh, this is exciting. <laughs> okay. Um, so I didn't know this was going to come out of it either. <laughs> it's
0: great. It's so awesome. <laughs> and you know, one thing I actually want to ask you, how can people find you if they want to have your coaching or mentorship or anything?
1: Yeah. So we're just, I'm just launching. So right now you'll still be a, uh, you can touch me. You can email me at hello at jnrstrategies.com. Um, and you can also find me on LinkedIn at Janine Robinson um, and connect with me that way. Website coming soon. All those things coming soon.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. Nastasia. any last words? Uh, No,
2: just thank you. And then something dawned on me too. So since you don't have your own podcast, maybe we could do a monthly thing. So like Janine's, I don't know, Janine's Corner or whatever you want to make it your own and start here. And then it evolves into whatever you want it to be.
1: All right, listen, (laughs) don't get me Yes, and I'm saying yes to a lot of things. So <laughs> it's true, though. I would love to explore that yeah. if that's an opportunity. I would love to explore We can talk more about that for yeah. sure. Yeah, that, cool. that sounds awesome. I got lots of things to say. I got opinions about everything. Okay. We
0: well, want to hear it. <laughs> we want to hear it <laughs> because we're probably thinking the same thing. Like literally everything you said, Janine. I'm like, yep. Oh, yeah. I experienced something similar. Yeah. I love my dad too. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is awesome all right so i guess i'm gonna close out thank you everyone thanks for watching um i'll put janine's contact information Mm -hmm. in the description below um and so yeah that's a wrap thank you so much thank you